Ah, hey, greetings and suave evening, and welcome to episode two of Social Therapy with Dr. Brother Suave. I am your host, Dr. Brother Suave, the mind-blowing, thought-provoking, and eye-opening on-air personality, life coach, psychotherapist, author, creator, and your divine social therapist. Today, this evening, tonight, I'm so happy to see another day I've never seen before. I definitely am blessed to see another day. Thank God for another day to get it right. You know what? I don't do good. I do great because I'm all about elevation. So tonight, we're going to be talking about love, relationships, and unequally yoked. Yes. See, my suave philosophy is healing from a social, spiritual, and clinical perspective. You know, but before I continue, I want to just thank my creator for just blessing me with this opportunity to do some healing from a social, spiritual, and clinical perspective. I would like to empower you guys. I would like to bless you guys. I would like to give you guys something to think about, to process. So just sit back and enjoy this mind-blowing, thought-provoking, eye-opening experience. So before I say anything, I would just like to think about the person who's going to be on tonight. But I want to think about how relationships and continue to be connected with people is such an amazing thing. We have to stay connected because you never know what's going to happen in the future. That's why you always have to protect your brand, your reputation, and be a person of your word. So let me tell you about this person. This person I met, uh, I believe it's 12 years. And how we met was, it was 20, 2010. And um, I had a lot of challenges in my life. But you know what? That is great. And I remember writing the book, Lust Child, Children Born Out of Lust and Not Love. And I was able to go to Essence and sell a lot of books and get myself back on um, my feet. But God was in the blessing game. And so next thing you know, um, I got invited by Hank Stewart. It was Hank Stewart's all-white event. It was Hank Stewart 2010. And I met this um, gentleman. And it was an amazing experience. But what was him, myself, um, I hope I didn't mess up, but it was Dr. Alderwin Tark, Dr. Linda Wiley. It was the panel. We was talking about relationships. And after the event was over, uh, we exchanged numbers. And ever since then, um, we stayed connected. This man was very instrumental and in, uh, helped me through some times that I was struggling. Um, then with all different things. But you know what? That's why it's so important to stay connected. And so this is why I always tell people, you never know who's going to be there for you so you try to not to burn any bridges and so i just want to talk about this person because he's a, a brilliant brilliant person and um he's the black love doctor i got some paperwork on me let's see where he is right here right here there you go let me give a little intro so this person is an outstanding person and i'm oh, you got you let me tell you he's gonna set it off you're gonna be wondering why so magnificent. So the person I'm talking about, the person I'm edifying, is no other than Dr. Aaron Purple. 
it's nice to mess up on that name so much, but he gave me a strategy. So his name is Dr. Ter Dr. Aaron Turco. He is Essence Magazine, best-selling author, nationally recognized marriage and family relationship expert. He has been featured on the internet, television, radio, and print media around this beautiful country. Dr. Tarpu has been working with individuals, couples, and companies nationwide for, guess what, over 25 years, counseling and providing relationship programs and trainings to improve interpersonal relationships. He has spoken to audience across this entire beautiful country, as well as the Caribbean. You can watch Dr. Aaron Tarpu on Tarpu Channel via YouTube, The Black Love Doctor. But listen, that's not it, because he's going to get a chance to talk about himself, but I just want to continue to edify him because he has this, this wonderful book, which is that's his bestseller, called The Harmonious Way. Listen, this became the Essence Magazine best-selling. I'm telling you, this is, he, he I'm telling you, he has a, a lot of things he do, and I'm telling you, you need to check them out. But um, this is the, the, make sure you understand how legitimate he is. Listen, um, he is recognized as the number one marriage counselor in Atlanta, Georgia, by 3bestrated.com. He received his PhD in counseling psychology and his master's in education and guidance and counseling from the University of Georgia. He received his MDiv, which is the master's in divinity degree from the School of Theology at Claremont and his bachelor's in business from the Morehouse College. Dr. Tarpo resides in Atlanta with his wife, the wonderful and beautiful actress, voice actress, Michelle Wallace Tarpo. So without further ado, welcome to the king, the brilliant Dr. Aaron Tarpo, the Black Love Doctor. Welcome. Thank you, Brother Swab, Dr. Brother Swab. So, <laughs> hey, man, I appreciate that introduction, man. You, you good at what you do. You're great. I'm sorry. You're swaptastic at what you do. Oh, man. You bring some <laughs> respect to my Swabicon, man. All right. All right. <laughs> man, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, yeah. Man, it's an honor. You know, I got so much respect for you, man. Thank Listen, you. Listen, guys. Y'all know, anybody know me, how I am in public is how I am in private. I'm going to edify him publicly, same way I edify him privately. And anybody know me, I'm consistent with that, man. I'm just so happy. I'm excited. You know, I don't even think I have as much as butterflies that I had last week. Because I'm telling you, I was a wreck. <laughs> but, you know, I'm, I'm feeling home, you know, and thank you for, for, for coming on. So listen, I know I just gave a brief um, description. I just want you to tell them a little bit about your background and tell them about the great person you are. Okay. Okay. Well, thank you, sir. Um, just a little bit about my background. I grew up here in the, in the ATL in Atlanta, okay. Georgia, product of Atlanta Public Schools. As you mentioned, went to Morehouse College. Um, I have a few more degrees after that. And mm -hmm. eventually found my way to doing what I'm doing now, uh, mm -hmm. which is uh, I am uh, Black America's love doctor. So yes, you are. I, I transform marriage and uh, relationships. I, I help them to save their marriages and just really help them people play their true note in life. 
and hopefully okay. doing that, finding a partner that they can be uh, coupled or yoked with to do so. Ooh, mm -mm -mm. absolutely. So again, it was some things I didn't mention earlier, mm -hmm. but you know, as you mentioned, un, un, unequally yoked. Now I'm about empowering and edifying and through social, spiritual and clinical perspective. And, and a lot of times people see unequally yoked basically from a spiritual perspective. And I know it's more to it. You know, we see, I know a lot of saved holy people, but they're struggling economically, intellectually. There are some issues, um, developmentally, some issues and some issues dealing with their mental health. And so a lot of people talk about equally yoked, but equally yoked can come from a social, spiritual and clinical perspective. So, um, I, you know, it's, it's incredible, but what's your perspective on unequally yoked? Because I heard you mention it. Sure, sure. Um, uh, you know, unequally yoked, most people um, refer to that uh, because the, the Bible talks about being unequally yoked. There's a couple uh -huh. of passages in there, particularly in Corinthians and what have you, where it talks about being unequally yoked. So let's look at what unequally yoked is. Okay. In the old days, you'd have oxen, you'd have, uh, like you have two oxen and you're, you're running this plow. Okay. And you, the ideal, so you can make the plow go straight, not struggle, is to have equally yoked oxen. You want this uh, ox to be just as strong as that ox. Mm -hmm. So that they're equally yoked, because if they're not the same level of strength or power, and they're not equally yoked, what will happen, your plow will veer off this way. Your plow will veer off that way. And so that is the ideal when you're trying to move forward and to go through uh, life, you want to be equally yoked with somebody so it's not a lot of confusion and getting off course and what have you. You want to be equally yoked so you can be productive in life. Absolutely. And so that's where the analogy comes from. And mm. so it's, uh, and you can be unequally yoked and different. You want to be ideally yoked with the people in your, that you relate with. But the most important probably to be equally yoked with is your spouse, the one that you choose to uh, go through life with in your journey in life. And so um, there's different ways you can be unequally yoked. You can, like you mentioned, spiritually, socially, economically, what have you. And so ideally, though, you want somebody that you're, you're never going to find somebody that you're completely so perfectly yoked. There's going to be some differences. There's going to be some unequalness there. But you want uh -huh. to be close enough so that you can go straight through and be productive in life and not have a lot of tension and pulling on each other. Hmm. I definitely like the way you explained that. So you're explaining that. It just triggers something in me because the way you relate that, that, that message is your ability to try to make some connections when it comes to couples. So what got you into this profession? <laughs> I mean, really? <laughs> sure. I mean, how did you get into it? I mean, what what inspired you? Sure. So um, my initial career path was one of uh, in theology. As you mentioned, I have a master of divinity from the school okay. of Paramount out in California. And um, as I was uh, pursuing that career path, um, I became married uh, to somebody that I was unequally yoked with. Okay. <laughs> so that's how uh, that happened. So I'll, I'll get to how I got into this uh, profession. And so, um, you know, we got together. I mean, basically, she was fine. The sex was good. I thought I was in love and I was going to. Mm -hmm. Right. <laughs> so that 
was not a wise choice on my part because we were unequally yoked and I'm trying to make that shit work. You know, mm-hmm. I, I just, but we were not yoked. Yes. And equally, we were not equally yoked. And so it definitely would veer off and veer off. Mm-hmm. And so um, eventually um, got a divorce, ended that relationship. Um, and as I was going in, into my spiritual path of being a pastor, um, I was being a, an assistant pastor at a church. And then I decided, hey, um, you know, maybe I want to one of the experiences I had when I was um, doing my um, seminary studies, I was a chaplain at a hospital. OK. And it required some counseling. And as I was doing that, I was like, man, I really like this counseling thing. And so um, as I was uh, thinking more and more about that experience, I said, let me, you know what? I think I want a different career path. I think I want to go into counseling. Mm-hmm. So I decided that I would go into counseling. Uh, as you mentioned, I got a master's in counseling from UGA and eventually a PhD in counseling psychology. And so that's how I got into counseling. Uh, the way I got into uh, being a marriage and relationship transformer was uh, as I was doing my work, uh, I, I was ha- working with a lot of couples and different people. And I was noticing that some people people were making some of the same bad decisions I was making when it came to my first marriage. Now, by this mm-hmm. time, I've remarried and moving moving on in life and starting a family and that type of thing. But um, that's how I got pretty much into the profession. Oh, man. And, and and I'm glad because again, you remember you were talking about the oxen, yeah. And so as you were saying in about um, the equal strength, and I was, all I was processing was balance. Mm-hmm. You know, everything's yeah. not going to be perfect. So it's just like quantitative method. You know, we don't have to. It's nothing ever going to be a hundred percent, but we want to have some type of balance. It's going right. to be somewhere where somebody's a little stronger than you. Always. You don't, yeah. you don't want the person to be in a, a scholar. And then you're having a person who don't know two plus two. Right. You know, <laughs> you want some type of balance. Yeah, and yeah. so, and speaking of balance, I, 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 I'm happy that you have um, yourself, myself, and a few others, because this is a female saturated profession. And when you look at it, we need a little more balance in this profession. So, fellas out there, if you're interested in, um, you can take that same route. You happen to be a, a church counselor, man, you need to get in this profession. Because we need some voices. We need to hear some voices because, again, it's important that we hear both sides. Because, again, when we're created, um, Dr. Tarpo, we created with an egg and a sperm, you know, and a male and a female to create another perfect creation, what's called a male or female child. And so when the child comes out the womb, we need both. We need balance in our lives. So we need balance in this profession. We need the equally yokes. We need all these things that's just going to create some balance in our lives you know mm-hmm. and um and so so when you said that um and again you were saying you saw a lot of challenges and it's nothing new under the sun nothing new under the sun yep. so when you became that transformer you started to what made you just go into transforming other than just doing everything as a psychotherapist you decided just specialize in that couples and you exactly. became great in it you build a brand from it exactly you know? exactly so um i was noticing a lot of my clients mm-hmm. uh, that i was working with they had couples and relationship issues and i could really i i, I really enjoyed uh working with those areas because of the previous experiences that i had i considered mm-hmm. myself a wounded healer 
Yes. And so wounded healers are very good because they can actually empathize not only up here, but all down in here about, yeah, man, I've been there too. And so uh -huh. by being able to be that wounded healer, I was, I was being very effective in my um, counseling people with couples. And so eventually I decided more and more, I was just going to focus on that, focus on that, focus on that. And the more I focused on that, I just went with it and embraced it versus being a generalist. Okay. I chose my niche and went with that. Uh, yeah. And uh, when people come to me for advice on how to do private practice and all those things, they say, man, how'd you do it and all that? I said, well, one thing is deciding on a niche. Yeah. Niche, niche marketing is counterintuitive, but it is very wise. It's scary. <laughs> it's scary at first, but it is. It's very wise. And when I decided to niche, I niched twice. I not only, okay. I not only niched with function, I niched with population. Oh, wow. So by niching twice, it went boom, 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 boom. So what do I mean by that? I niched function, marriage counseling, marriage. Okay. And then I niched population, black folk. Yes. And I was like, bloop, 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 bloop. And so the practice definitely just we got even more successful when I niche, even though it's counterintuitive. Yeah, and that says a lot about one, your discernment, two, your determination, and three, that we can support each other and make a good living. Yo, man, do you know how many times I heard, man, black people don't go to counseling? Okay. Man, I heard that much so much, and it was like, man, maybe I shouldn't. Maybe I shouldn't. <laughs> Everybody telling me, maybe I'm like, oh my God, they're right. Maybe I shouldn't. No. I said, well, if anybody, if it can happen anywhere, it can, it can, it can happen where black people are. You know, where are black people? Atlanta. <laughs> so I said, if I can do it here, if there's one place I can do that, I can do it. I said, well, John Johnson did it with Ebony Magazine. Uh huh. Robert Johnson did it with BET. Okay. So maybe I can do the same thing with counseling, and I, I took that leap and did that, and I and I'm glad I did. It was a good choice. Yeah, it was it was a suave, amazing choice. There you, you go. Fantastic <laughs> choice. You know, um, I, I, I see that's the thing I, I love when people speak. Um, power into their lives, you know, is um, I, it was uh, someone's on here was saying, do you think there are areas that you have to be equally yoked and others that are not so important to be equally yoked? Yeah, well, you know, it depends. And in, in, uh, uh, it's not cookie cutter for everybody. It depends on what's important to you in life, really. Because some things may not be important to you, but are th that it is important to you. For me, uh, like for me, physical attractiveness was very important to me. So I needed yes. somebody to uh, meet that category. Is that shallow? Uh, yeah, but that's just, okay. a, that's just a shallow part of me. But being honest about that, then I would be equally yoked with somebody. And I Absolutely. talk about my book sometimes too. Now, if I would not be honest about that and, be, and, and say, well, no, I don't want to be superficial, then um, I would end up being unequally yoked with somebody and that wouldn't have been a good thing. Now, if that's not important to me, then I don't have to worry about that. Okay? okay. You have to understand what is important to you and what you expect to have out of a love partner. So, uh, and it's different for everybody. Not everybody's mm -hmm. concerned about the same thing. Absolutely. Right? If I'm wealthy, does that mean I have to be equally yoked with somebody who's not wealthy? Not necessarily so. Why? Because um, it ain't money's taken care of. We're not thinking about that now. Yes, so we got other things to think about. Mm -hmm. whether, whether or not we're going to be yoked, yoked on or not. So it just really depends on the situation. It's not one answer for everybody. Absolutely. 
I want to thank um, Curtis Kegler for that question. Um, right now, we're going to go into a commercial break. Um, we'll be right back with social therapy for Dr. Brother Suave. We're back with social therapy for Dr. Brother Suave and our very special guest, the Black Love Doctor, Dr. Aaron Turpo. Listen, that question, um, yes, and, and I think when you was mentioning earlier, it's almost like you could answer a question before it was presented. And again, you know, certain things are important, but then when we go back to history, you know, um, again, so economics is not always important for, for certain people who are wealthy. You understand? And those things. And when you were saying about, um, and in my book, The Ten Commandments of Intimacy, initial attraction was the, the first intimacy. So I have to be with someone I'm attracted to. But again, and then I go into the spiritual part because I want to, us to have a similar philosophy. But then there's other things in his finances. I'm not rich. And I definitely don't want someone coming into my life being a financial liability. So that is important to me. You understand? And so I want them doing good, um, somewhat of uh, 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 some type of education, some stability. Those things are important, but also socially, you know, being able to enjoy life, love music. And those things are they're important to me. So, um, again, you know, I don't think a person is going to like everything you like, but at least have some type of balance. Yeah, definitely right. You know, that's. And that's what my book is about. My book is actually about being finding somebody that you can equally yoke with. Hmm. The harmonious way, find love and marriage by playing your true note. So let's talk about that. Yes. Let's talk about this Essence best-selling uh, book. I need to, man, I should have had a picture. Of oh, my man. Listen, right, I gotta, you got you to gotta <laughs> keep the product. You got to keep that product. <laughs> Hey, it's an opportunity to get them cheap plugs, man. Oh man, I'm still learning from you. I thought. <laughs> so yeah, the harmonious way. Uh, you can find it on my website, which is uh, 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 just go to blacklovedoctor.com, and you can find it there. And you can also find it on Amazon.com. Just type in my last name, uh, Turpo, T-U-R-P-E-A-U, and then you'll be able to find find that as well. So, uh, but let's talk about the book. Uh, the, you know, um, after my relationship not working out and I'm seeing other clients, their relationships not working out, I was like, man, I need to write about this. So it was mm -hmm. actually, I started writing the book because it was a distraction from doing my dissertation. 
because you know mm-hmm. I was procrastinating on the, on the dissertation. So I said, I got to. <laughs> <laughs> I know what you mean. So, but I I would just keep the notes and keep the notes. And finally, when I finished the dissertation and got up my career going, I went ahead and compiled it and, and and wrote the book. But it's about being equally yoked with someone. You don't. Wow, what a coincidence. Yep, exactly. <laughs> so that's what it's about. Uh, the original subtitle was a success guide to selecting a compatible mate. Oh wow! So and and so it is about playing your true note in life. How do, how did I come up with the title? Play your true no- note in life, and you find somebody who else is playing their note. And once you can come together and harmonize with each other, then you'll be able to make beautiful music together. And so that is what the book is about: being wow. equally yoked with someone. And it takes you step by step guide how to go about that process to find somebody. First, getting in touch with yourself, and then going out and finding people that you can be uh, equally yoked with. You know what? Let me um, give kudos to you. And this is one thing I always say: there's nothing um, new under the sun. And you know, you um, you need to embrace and, and, and try to cultivate strong relationships for mutual betterment. Because um, another cheap plug: the Ten Commandments. <laughs> um, it, it, I talked about you know, building that relationship with yourself, which is the most important relationship. And when you evaluate yourself and work on, you better prepare to get into a relationship, but it's all about preparation. And so here you got the harmonious way, you got the 10 commandments, and we're both talking about working on ourselves so we can get ourselves. And I talked about my failed relationship, my failed marriage. And so, and it's like, whoa, you have to get yourself prepared and evaluate yourself. Because a lot of times we look at other people about them and their shortcomings, but we're not really looking at ourselves. It's like, we can see each other's nose, but if we were on this camera, I couldn't see my nose, but you can see it, and right. you couldn't see mine, but you can see it. Right. So I, 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 I love, and again, it's, it's, it's people who, who learn to put in the work, they research, and they evaluate themselves, they hold themselves responsible, and, and we able to, again, what do you say, the, the, um, the wounded healer. Mm-hmm. You know, but the thing is, we don't stay in that dark place. Mm-hmm. Right. We hold ourselves accountable. We have accountability partners and we understand our calling, our mission and our purpose. Mm-hmm. And um, and, and I think I thank you, you know. So when you got that status bestseller, I always wanted that. Mm-hmm. How did you feel? I felt great, man. I was like, oh, man, you know, this is this is wonderful. I'm getting out there. This is I'm starting to do this thing that called branding and all that. I just need yes. to. I need to go with it. <laughs> yes, man. That had to be a well, amazing feeling, you know, yeah. Yeah. To, to have that. Um, because, you know, I, I I think I did good. I sold a lot of books, but I don't think I got to that status, you know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was a it was a good time. I don't I, you know, I don't uh, push them as much as I, I need to. But I remember that time I was grinding, pushing, pushing, pushing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey, can't stop, won't stop. You know, right, right. And um, hopefully, um, you get some sales tonight. You know, yeah. You know, don't forget to um, you know, as I talk, sometimes you can grab that phone, text the wifey, and say, "Bring me a copy right quick." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, hide your ego, hide your, hide your um, your hands, and try to text her right quick and tell her to bring you a, a book. Okay, so you gonna, I, think in. I think that's a good idea. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Go. My, I don't think nobody can judge you, but they can anyway. You understand? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you can go I'm, ahead, man. I don't feel disrespected. So listen. <laughs> um, so this is one of the things I, I wanted to ask you. 
Because you was mentioning earlier about people saying what you couldn't do. Suppose you would have fell into that. Look how many lives will have you probably wouldn't have impacted if you believed um, other people. You're right about that, man. Definitely right. So, yeah, we gotta you gotta listen to yourself. I'm constantly trying to tell my kids and other people. Just you know, I believe in. Uh, I get my kids will say sometimes, "Well, nobody else is doing that." I'm like, "And <laughs> so what? Nobody else is doing it." You know, he's an open market. Uh, yeah, wide open. <laughs> so, I mean, don't be a follower. Yes. So be a leader, like Martin Luther King said. Don't be a tail light in society. Be a headlight. Absolutely. You know, um, and so, yeah, okay, people say, well, no, you can't do that. No, you can't do that. I said, well, maybe not, but I'm going to try and see what happens. Well, you know what? Yeah. I, I, I'm a person who's going to be oppositional. Um, when people say you can't, let me tell you something. This is my suave philosophy. I can is easier to say than I can't. There you go. I like you that. Know, <laughs> you know, and, so, and so what happens is when you think about life, you know, people are so pessimistic. I'm optimistic, yeah. you know, and I'm going to always have faith in myself. And I'm not looking for someone to co-sign me. You yeah. know, um, the Bible talks about faith of a mustard seed moves mountains. Yeah. But in the book of Suave, doubt of a mustard seed counsels blessings. I believe you must have 100 percent faith and zero doubt because 99.9 won't do. You must have 100 percent faith. You don't need a mustard seed. Of doubt that accounts for whole blessing. You know, the smallest things are very significant. So when you start um listening to people, that little mustard seed gets bigger and bigger. Next thing you know, it's like a mango seed. It gets bigger, and you don't have the time or luxury to subscribe to other people's naysays. You have to believe in yourself. And I'm happy that you did because look, look, you're the black love doctor. There you go. You have, <laughs> you have changed the game. You have blessed many souls. Um, and I thank you for it. Thank you. Question coming in from um, a Brandy Johnson, and she says, "What's the average age range of your clients, Doctor Tarko?" Oh wow, man, it's it's interesting. Um, I would have to say it's it's the whole gamut. It's people in their twenties. Mm -hmm. Oldest I've had, I said somebody in their eighties one time. So um, you know, yeah, you heard me right, eighties. <laughs> so, uh, but the average age range, I would say, right now, right in there, the thirties and forties. 30. And you know, now check this out. Now, when we talk about transitions, you know, one of the most difficult ages for ladies is from that 29 to 39. And those were, you know, developmentally, when it comes to their careers, making that bread on point, when those relationships and developmental, especially when it comes to unequally yoked, and they start realizing like, you know what, I was, I was making six figures, I got my degree, I'm doing good. And because of status quo, I needed to get married because I felt, you know, one of these social constructs, I need to be married and have a relationship and have a child. But I got with someone who was unequally yoked to me spiritually, financially, socially, and intellectually, and economically. And that, in turn, leads to a lot of the counseling services that I think. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. Again, it is so important. I was not equally yoked at all in that first marriage. So the second time around, mm -hmm. I actually embraced the concept of being equally yoked and being compatible. And so I was much more intentional. I use this head. Yes. More than the other one. <laughs> so I was much more intentional about 
who I was going to choose as a partner this time, second time around. Yes. And I did that process to, to find my current wife now. Mm. And so, uh, and it, and it paid off. We've been ma happily married since 1992. And so it's been a great, but I was, you know, people spend more time choosing the vacation they're going on, the car they're going to buy, or the stocks they're going to invest in than they do in their spouse selection. And what's yes. more important than the person that you're choosing to get with? And so, and you're going to leave that up to whim and chemistry and je ne sais quoi, and I don't know, <laughs> just a feeling. I'm like, come on, man. Yes. <laughs> it needs, it, you know how some the network marketers say, does it make sense? Right. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, and it's not making sense. But you know, it's just that feeling. Okay. Okay. Just roll don't make sense. Work. <laughs> yes. And um, we have a, a Tracy Randolph. She says a lot of that leads to failed relationships. Yep, exactly right. And so yes. that's why I said let me write a book on it so people can not make the same mistakes that I made. Mm -hmm. and, um, and then uh, oh mention of the book for some reason I it just appeared to me. Hey, ah. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> we get it in the frame here. Nice. This is oh, the original. Is uh, check that cover, out. Look at it. Original edition, the harmonious way. Yes. Uh, you'll see. You may see different covers on on Amazon because they they publish the book as well. Uh, okay. It's about uh, again. This version says a success guide to selecting a compatible mate. Basically, how to get equally yoked. See, we've all been programmed with un, un, what I call unhealthy love tracks. Yes. Explain our, our subconscious has been programmed with these unhealthy love tracks about how to choose a partner and what's a, about love and marriage and all these things. And so we go out here making uh, stupid decisions. Well, if I love them, everything will work out. Mm. No, that ain't true. <laughs> love does not conquer all. That's not and true. And it doesn't pay bills. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. And so, you know, you know, so we got to reprogram ourselves. And and this I call this mental software. So this oh, wow. this will reprogram you from those unhealthy love tracks to make sure that you're choosing a compatible mate. You know, be smart about the decision. Yes. So this will help you to be smart about the decision. You wonder why you're successful in other areas of your life? Because you thought about that shit. So and you was intentional about who you're gonna get with and what's more important, yeah, and you're intentional. Think about what's more important than the person you you decide to uh pair up with and partner with and yoke yourself to. Yeah, and it's funny that you said intentional is because Brandy Johnson said legacies are built with intention. There you go, amen. Amen. Legacy is I consider being a family man, having kids, my kids are my legacy. That's yes. what I'm leaving behind to society. They're my they're, they are my immortality. This is how mm -hmm. I go into, they are my posterity. This is how I continue to go into the future. And so yeah. uh, having a partner that I can be equally yoked with helps to uh, produce the kind of legacy that we're trying to produce. Yeah. And, and one of the things that you was mentioning about programming, um, I, I see a lot of times we have to start programming and, and looking at marriage as a, the sacrament that it is. Yes. And, and not just looking at it as some civil union. Yeah. You know, because what happens is this is how we create legacies when we reprogram ourselves to understand the purpose of it, the intentions of it, um, to reduce generational curses, reduce children born out of wedlock, and and and, and, and doing everything with intention. You you focusing on yourself and trying to um intentionally 
make yourself prepared for a strong, healthy, and compatible relationship. And then you, 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 you take your time. You don't just do it because a status quo and, and just, you know, and the biggest disservice is social constructs saying I need to be married by a certain age. Mm -hmm. I need to, to and, and have the nice pictures. We need to be mindful of the right partner. And sometimes I, I notice that um, a lot of people, they have this fantasy of it, but they never had somebody. You know, I think one of the biggest things is that that first generation person got married. And they don't necessarily have, have been able to have somebody to model it. So they're the first wife. Um, and I'm not judging. It's just that sometimes instead of doing that, you can go to marriage counseling before, you know, you can go to learn, mm -hmm. you know, like premarital counseling and, and try to learn. Invest in yourself and see if you're ready to be in a serious committed relationship, especially if you didn't have anyone to model. You know, it's no shame in it. It's confidential. You go and, and go to people like Dr. Turco to learn and access and see, because when he's evaluating it, you find a lot of things about yourself that you wouldn't even consider the challenge. So, you know, don't go, you don't have to be reactive when crisis come and you say, I'm going to, I'm going to this relationship coach because I didn't have crisis. You can actually go and learn about yourself and get some coaching, get some books and, and, and learn about yourself, you know, because I, I, I think we need to overall be proactive instead of reactive. Yes. I, I agree with you uh, 100%. An ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. Absolutely. So let's think let's think smart ahead of the game versus trying to clean up later on down the road. Yes. And I think that that I think a lot of people will benefit from that. Yep. Yes. And um so Dr. Turco, how long are you going to be in this game? Man, retirement's not even in my vocabulary, man. I hope to die with my boots on. I'm going to go down swinging. What else am I going to do? Sit around and watch TV? Fuck that. <laughs> hey, hey, you're going to be like uh, one of my uh, my my great uh, frat brother, um, Congressman John Lewis. Yes, that's what I'm talking about. Yes. I'm gonna, I hope to make a difference till the day I die. Absolutely. I mean, what am I going to sit around and watch TV? <laughs> like I said, that's just the, that's the, that's the, that's the uh, boob too, man. It's the elect, it's the plug-in drug. Crown mm -hmm. TV and and uh, what uh, play golf? I mean, uh, I I actually get enjoyment out of production, not consumption so much. Yeah, mostly for consumption. I like production, so that's just me. So so hey, so Doctor Tarpoon, <laughs> yes, let's let, let's have this dialogue. Real touchy subject. Yes. When people coming into these sessions, your experience. Yeah. And people come in there blaming other people. <laughs> yeah, okay. And then when you give them insight, and then they realize, um, wow, I made a poor decision. We were unequally yoked. What, what percentage of your, your sessions are like that? Only reason it's touchy is because so many people actually think they're on point about certain things dealing with relationships. But again, they never had somebody to model that. And they basically the first time being in relationships. And and for me, in my experience, majority of uh, my clients have been first generation couples, you know, you know, and, and when you hear about them, they never had anybody. They never saw marriage. They're the first generation. Yeah. 
Uh, I'm um, I chuckle when you say that because I just finished talking to somebody about this a minute ago, right before I had a session, right before we got on, and we were mm -hmm. actually talk, talking about this stuff here, man. Um, you know, uh, I got counseling when my first marriage didn't, didn't work out. And mm -hmm. um, after it ended, um, I was like, a few months later, I was ready. I asked my counselor, I said, you think I want to start dating again? You think, um, what do you think about that? People say it's too soon and that type of thing. He said, for a lot of people, I'd say, yeah, it's too soon. But for you, no, you're ready. Now, why was I ready? Uh, one is because um, I swallowed a pill. And this pill was big. Not and, true. and it was hard to swallow and it was hard to digest. And that is the pill of culpability, the, the pill of self-responsibility. Um, blaming myself. That's a big ass pill, mm -hmm. but it's some strong ass medicine. Yes. You see, weak people blame other people. Blamers are weak people. Because if I can blame other people that because I'm in a bad situation, if I can blame other people for it, then it's not my fault. And if it's not my fault, I don't have to do shit to make it better. Mm -hmm. So as long as I can blame other people, I'm giving them the power. And as long mm -hmm. as I can blame other people for doing that to me, I remain in what? Victimhood. Yes. And victimhood is not an empowered place to be. It is not. No. So I choose to be empowered. Just like I choose optimism like you do, I choose empowerment. So when my marriage didn't work out, uh, you know, yeah, she got me. She did some things she shouldn't have been uh, doing that, in the, you know, that I can point to. But here's mm -hmm. the thing, you know, I, I said, to myself, what helped me to turn the corner was to say, all right, dude, how the fuck did you get in that situation in the first place? Mm -hmm. Come on, man. You were ignoring the signs early on. Because she was yes. <laughs> So you just wanted to make that shit work. Yes. You know. <laughs> <laughs> I should have known when uh, she went down on me on the second date. You know, now at the time I was loving it, but I should have known then. Uh, yes. Maybe she's not marriage material. <laughs> so. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Boom, you know, hello, McFly. You know, <laughs> so that, you know, just other signs, too, that you have to pay attention to. But I wanted yes. to ignore it. I didn't pay yes. attention to the signs. Right. And that's when you got to take responsibility that you responsibility. didn't see the signs. What did I, I should have done better. I said, OK, got me. But now what do I learn from this? So now that I can make different and better decisions in the future. Mm -hmm. So amen to what you're saying about blaming other people. I don't let my clients blame other people. Okay. And, and one of the things that I also have witnessed and um, with my, my clients, the repeated pattern of getting with Joe Schmuck, who don't have a car, don't have a job, don't have a thing, and these unrealistic expectations that he's going to be a great husband. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, and I'm like, um, if he don't have the ability to take care of himself, what make you think he's going to be a responsible person to um, be marriage material? Right. Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, uh, you know, I, I, get, I go upstairs between sessions because I work from home. Mm -hmm. And I went to my wife and I said, man, <laughs> it's very frustrating. I see all these women getting with these guys <laughs> they don't need to be with, you know? And I'm like, oh my gosh. 
it's so frustrating. Why are these uh, women getting with these guys? And uh, it's very frustrating. Uh, they have to uh, treat themselves like queens and know what they want and um, not settle uh, for certain things. Now, we all have to settle eventually. If you don't settle, then you'll be by yourself. <laughs> so, but when I say settle, what I'm saying is because there's nobody reason. perfect. Think about this. There's nobody yes, perfect. Exactly. So if nobody's perfect, you have to settle. So, yes. or else you'll be alone. Absolutely. But again, in the harmonious way. There uh, you go. <laughs> in the harmonious way, I talk oh. about how to go through that process of really <laughs> trying to figure out what is important to you. What are your must-haves? What are your deal breakers? What are the things that you definitely need that person to come with? And don't always mm -hmm. scrape the bottom of the barrel just because, you know, he's got this going on or did that, 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 that. Really think holistically about it. Yeah, man, I want to go into that. But well, we have a, a question from uh, a Mr. Curtis Kegler. He wants to know, can your book help those already in a marriage? Yeah, I've gotten some comments from uh, married people. It is targeted towards single people. But I've gotten some comments from married people that help them to really think about their own relationship and whether and whether not how compatible they are in their in their current marriage. And so a lot of people said it was helpful for that. And it was helpful for them to um, I have a chapter on love maintenance and just about the total philosophy of life, because being equally yoked doesn't just mean uh, and being harmonious, having a harmonious relationship. I call mm -hmm. it the harmonious way because it's a way like a Tao or yoga, meaning it's a way of life, meaning, um, you know, finding your harmonious uh, partner, but also finding your harmonious career, yes. finding your harmonious whatever, yes. know, where you want to live, mm -hmm. you know, what, your harmonious hobby, just whatever. It's finding compatibility, being equally yoked uh, with these things in life so you will experience harmony in your life. Okay, now we have another question, a statement from a, a Tonda Ken, um, Kennedy. She said, and you have to truly love yourself to know what your deal breakers are. Yeah. Yeah, and be honest. Be honest. Yes. Your deal breaker may not be somebody else's deal breaker. Yes. And and that's fine. Like I told you, a deal breaker for me, I had to be uh, sexually, uh, sexually, physically attracted to somebody. Yes. That's just, that was that was one for me. Some people, if the person smokes. Some people, if he's not at least six feet, it's not for me to judge your your deal breaker. That's yeah. Your mm hmm. Yeah. And uh, we have another one. Oh, the questions are coming in. We have another question. Um, if the foundation is rotten, the project is doomed to fail. It said, it says, stop it, sisters, queens. If we didn't break them, <laughs> we can't fix them. There you go. <laughs> you don't need to be wow, with somebody you got to fix. on fire. I tell people, I say, you don't want a rotten apple. You don't want a green apple. You want a ripe apple. Absolutely. And, and, and I can't remember exactly. You can help me out on a particular Bible verse says, um, don't you see I'm black and blue? Don't 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 move a relationship before it's ripe. You know, like don't eat that fruit before it's ripe. It has to be right and right on time. Yeah, exactly. Yes. So again. So, man, these, again, I think sometimes people are so rushed to get in relationships, they're not taking any time to evaluate it. And and what I say is, I think a lot of people get into relationships because this is an acronym that I made up, and it's called the L L 
FRH process. And that means sometimes when people get lonely, they make a lame decision. And so they get frustrated with the individual and then they start to get frustrated because they made a bad decision. They, they frustrated with the person because they not it's not panning out, but they frustrated with themselves because they did it, got with somebody, and then they start to build that resentment for them. And then they build hatred. And then they say, what do they say? To the left, to the left, to the left, to the left, because they realized um, they were in another phase, another acronym. It was called the RRJ process. And that means romanticize, rationalize, and justify. Wow. And so, you know, so they get so caught up on that LLFRH process, then they forget about the, as a result of the RRJ. And so it ends up getting counseling. But a lot of times it results in, into divorces, which increase the numbers. Because again, they didn't prepare for it. They just yeah. looked at the physical characteristics and they totally disregard the intellectual significance. You know, because a yeah. person who's smart and bright and have somebody to coach and, and are coachable, they, they they know how to make these decisions and try to make these relationships work out. Yeah, man. That's excellent stuff you're telling. You know, it's excellent stuff you're telling. <laughs> <laughs> you got you got um you had um uh, Camille Medley was saying you on fire, you keeping it 100. Cool. You know? <laughs> uh, Camille Medley. I mean, I'm telling you, man, these people are enjoying because I'm learning and you are on fire. So, man. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, I'm telling you guys, me and Dr. Tarpoo, when we talk, man, again, this is like when we, we're, we're talking on the phone, empowering each other, and we, 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 um, we share our experiences and, and we all about healing. And again, it's about balance because we, we're, as you see, we're not strictly talking about um, all the, the, the issues of uh, spiritual. We're not talking about all the clinical and we're not talking about social. We're trying to have a balance and it's important to create balance. You know, when you're talking about balance, it's important. We need balance in our lives. We need balance in our relationships. We need balance in our, our careers. Because as you mentioned, a career is important. You know, a career that provides you enough balance that you can spend time with your family. There's a lot of, there's a lot of careers out there. They have, they have a career, make a lot of money, but there's no balance in terms of family time. That's one of the things that uh, I think Tom Brady was talking about. He spends so much time off-season preparing for the season, he's not spending enough ample time with his children. Mm-hmm. And, and balance is so important to having strong, healthy, and compatible, and long-lasting relationships. Yep. Amen to that. I'm, I'm a big believer in balance. Uh, balance your life to your optimum. To, to your optimal balance. And it's different for everybody. It's not the same for everybody. You have to decide what's optimal for you, right? And so balancing career, balancing uh, family, balancing taking care of yourself, all this is very important stuff. Yes, yeah. yes. Oh, I heard something. So Dr. Yeah. Tarpoon, um, we got about nine minutes. So let's... Um, Let me ask this. Last... Are we going to have another break? Um... Yeah, we can take one right quick, um, and then we'll close it out on, on fire. And so we'll be right back after this commercial break. Okay, okay. thanks.
It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Um, so, <laughs> hey, you know, you know, uh, this 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 past close to an hour has been an amazing, or should I say, swap amazing experience. Hope that mm -hmm. you guys um, are enjoying yourself. And so, you know, um, I like to be controversial because I like to, again, when I'm saying uh, mind blowing, thought provoking, and eye opening, I like to close out things to something that's um, touchy. I like to give those disclaimers because I, I think touching a certain part of the heart makes people think. So when we talk about equally yoked, and I didn't want to have the whole um, dialogue talking about it, but I have to close out with it. Unequally yoked spiritually. And I see this in the church a lot. You have a lot of devout Christians, um, and attending services throughout the week, every Sunday. But because they did the romanticize, rationalize, and justify, remember, actions speak louder than words. This holy person ended up marrying some heathen because they wanted to be married. Uh -huh. um, what's your opinion about that? And, and how complicated are those services? Are those sessions? Um, you know, <laughs> so it, it it's uh, <laughs> it's hard to talk about uh, because as in uh, in sessions when we talk about these things, you know, um, I forget exactly how the quote goes in the Bible. Everybody says. Everybody who says "Lord, Lord" uh, <laughs> is necessarily uh, one of my people, or something like that. So uh, once I get them behind closed doors, I don't, I don't have an office anymore. I work from home, but mm -hmm. everybody's pretty much the same, <laughs> and that's the pastors included. A lot of my clients are pastors. Yeah. Okay, and uh, <laughs> they're just like everybody else. Yes. Same problem. Same issues. Same problem. They yeah. cuss too. You know, yeah. <laughs> you know, and so uh, it's a lot of the same issues. So, you know, uh, you know, now the real serious unequally yoked uh, people spiritually are they really it's like drastic. You got extreme fundamentalist type uh, people, people who are more moderate and, and thinking there's different theologies and philosophies. I do have cases like that. Most of the cases are, are, are not like that. Now, most of the cases are people, uh, as you mentioned, who may have certain beliefs about the Bible and spirituality. But once they get them behind those closed doors, they're just like everybody else, man. Yes, absolutely. And then they're no different. And they claim this, claim that, but they, in their houses, they act just like everybody else. Yes, because it's 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 like 
you know how people say we have all had different personalities. We have a personality as when we're in church. We have a personality as when we into our, our profession. We have a personality as a parent. We have a personality as a, as a, as a, a husband, a wife, um, a friend. So again, um, we we you know, and then I, I do notice um, sometimes those those people. But 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 reason I I, I know you. I don't know if you want to touch it, but I, I do see a, a lot of the compromise when it comes to a lot of times when people thinking that a person's going to be changed and they think they can change them. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I just need to. That's why I was saying that person who's in the church and then they they, they want to be married. And they don't. They say, well, I, I don't want to be fornicating. I don't want to do all this. But that's why I want to get married. So they get married. But they realize this person is just totally unequally yoked. That's what I did, man. That's what I did the first time around. Yeah. Not paying attention. Uh, here I am in seminary, a seminary graduate going mm -hmm. into the to the, the ministry, and I got somebody who was not yoked with that at all. Oh, yes. At all. <laughs> so mm -hmm. um, not thinking. Yes. Not, not being smart. And so that's the prime unequally yoked. Yes. It helps. See, mm -hmm. in, in the old days, people would grow up in the same community right uh same mores same values and so they yes. grow up they get attracted to each other they come together so what's there to talk about counseling who needs that we're on the same page parenting is this way of course it is marriage is this way of course it is finances is this way of course it is what's there to talk about we're just kind of naturally on it we're naturally equally yoked yes but now you that's jack and jill but now two people grow up you know jamal and jaleesa grow up they get attracted to each other and so now it's like marriage is this way no it's not uh husbands do this no they don't wives do that no they don't now it's a bunch of clash because now we have a bigger gap of chasm of diversity and the lines have been blurred too yes exactly and so now nobody ever taught us how to bridge this chasm nobody yes. taught us how to communicate cooperate compromise and so now we're like ah we can't figure oh, it out man. and so that's why we the world that's why we have to get counseling this is why we have to get um people to show us how to do these things because your parents didn't teach you and if they did consider the source school yes. doesn't teach you because they don't care about that stuff the church tries they don't do a good job so you got to get a professional to show you how to how to do this in a better way absolutely um i just want to give a special shout out my cousin thank him for showing up he was saying that this this uh relationship and unequally yoke dialogue um uh, was amazing he enjoyed it he's saying that so many hats we wear and um, so as we have um, about a minute left, listen, um, Dr. Tarpu, tell these people uh, how they can contact you, how they can follow you, uh, if you're available to give services and that, that book, how they can purchase the book. Sure. Sure. So if you live in the state of Georgia, you can take advantage of my marriage transformation services um, and you just reach out to me on my website. Go to again. My website is blacklovedoctor.com. Again, that's blacklovedoctor.com. Mm -hmm. And uh, but even if you're not interested in the services, you can actually go there to get the book as well, The Harmonious Way. You can get The Harmonious Way on Amazon by typing in my last name in The Harmonious Way. Or you can go straight to my website, blacklovedoctor.com. You may also be interested in looking at um, subscribing to my YouTube channel, which is called the Turpo channel. And that is Turpo is spelled T is in Tom, U-R, P is in Peter. E-A-U, the Turpo channel. And I have a lot of videos where we talk about subjects is what we've been talking about uh, tonight. 
thank you so much. We have Brandy saying, when is part two? Listen, <laughs> this has been a amazing experience. Man, I appreciate you. I'm so happy. You know, people want to know when's part two. So um, you're always welcome, you know, Thank to you. come back and, and enjoy this event um, with Dr. Brother Swab, man, on Social Therapy with Dr. Brother Swab. Listen, be sure to um, tune in every Wednesday at 830 on TV, Social Therapy with Dr. Brother Swab. Just remember, great minds. Reach great places. I love you. I mean it. Bye-bye. Great job. was made possible by Neighborhood Planet Broadcasting Systems Neighborhood Planet Network and from contributions to NPN TV from viewers like you